For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings, team heads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blink podcast, a Colorado Rocky-centric podcast powered by My Life Sports. I'm your host, Neil Piro, back at it with the latest installment of this podcast to keep you, the fan, updated with the news and notes surrounding your Colorado Rockies. I'm looking forward to be back with the latest installment of this podcast. I know it's been a little bit. My apologies. been uh, very, very, very busy between Luke and myself, but uh, here we are nonetheless. Uh, if you're a fan of my work, be sure to follow me on the social media spheres on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. Really, really do appreciate when you guys give me a follow on those platforms as it, you know, your engagement, your interaction, and your readership really just helps me improve my craft as a reporter. Um, and I really, really do appreciate all of your support and interaction. Um, it means more than you could ever know. So thank you guys very much for that. Um, be sure to stay up to date with all of our written, uh, verbal content, all that good stuff over at My Life Sports um, online at MyLifeSports.com. And not just for the Rockies. I mean, we have fantastic coverage for all the Colorado sports teams, including the Denver Nuggets, who I know uh, made a slew of moves here this past week with NBA free agency opening up. Obviously, um, you know, deciding to pick up the one-year option, the player option on Paul Millsap's contract. And then uh, last night, the Woj Bob coming down that the Nuggets and Jamal Murray have agreed to a five-year Supermax extension. So I know TJ McBride and our Nuggets crew at MyLife Sports has all your bases covered there, so be sure to check us out on MyLifeSports.com. Um, a lot of interesting stuff, too. You know, this is uh, the first week of our new radio kind of mix-up on the on the station. So AM 1340, FM 1047, we have Jim Rome, the iconic Jim Rome, um, on some syndicated radio now from 10 to 1, so you could Catch the Jim Rome Show on that station, um, as well as Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Shapiro. A lot of good stuff that's coming out from My Life Sports Radio, and then, of course, the magazine as well. Um, I know Doug Ottawell and his crew do a fantastic job every single issue, providing you guys with fantastic covers, awesome stories, and really cool, just unique perspectives and insights uh, regarding your Colorado sports team. So be sure to pick up a copy of the magazine. You can find that as a, you, you can find those, excuse me, um, at King Supers from Foco to Castle Rock, all across the Front Range. So uh, be sure to stop into your local Kings and pick one of those up. But you're probably listening because you want to hear about the Colorado Rockies and uh, what's going on in that world. But um, let, let, let's backtrack a little bit. I believe this is the end of a, I want to say, 18-ish game stretch against teams within the National League West. Uh, so let's take a look back at this road trip that they just came back from. Uh, Colorado started off this nine-game road trip um, against all divisional opponents. They swept the Arizona Diamondbacks, then proceeded to get swept by the Los Angeles Dodgers, and then managed to win two of three against the San Francisco Giants before coming home for a four-game weekend set um, against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, that series ended yesterday in a split. Um, the Dodgers won, uh, won the bookend games, while the Rockies won the two in the middle. Um, Los Angeles currently sits with a record of 57-29, and 29, whereas the Rockies are uh, 12 games behind them with a 44-40 and 40 record. So uh, still clearly quite a bit of ground for the Rockies to make up. One, you know, some ground that I'm not quite sure will they if they will ever make up, to be completely honest. Um, the Dodgers are just far and away a much superior team. They're dominant from top to bottom, you know, from within their rotation to their bullpen to their lineup to their bench. You know, everything about that um, organization at the moment is top-notch first class. 
Um, so it's going to be a you know a hard fought battle should the Rockies want to you know overtake the Dodgers for the division crown, but I just don't really see that as being realistic at this point in time. So um, you know, unfortunately, as I've talked about numerous times on this podcast, the Rockies are likely playing for another wild card spot this season. And I mean, you'll take what you can get. You know, a third consecutive trip to the postseason would obviously be you know monumental and would be fantastic. Um, you know, for this for, for this franchise and this organization, and, and a testament to how much they've grown over the years. But you know, you'd like to try to elevate yourself and elevate your platform and take that next step by winning a division crown you know something the Rockies have yet to do in the franchise's existence but it does not look like that will be that it, it doesn't look like that will happen this year so um wishful thinking for 2020 I guess um but yeah you know the Rockies are still very much in a, in a strong spot um I want to I want to hone in on this weekend series here real quick because the first the Rockies really were in a solid position to sweep the series and that's the such a frustrating aspect of all of this is I don't want to say underachievement because anytime you can split against a team that is as good as the Los Angeles Dodgers, that's got to be a positive. But, but to have them by the neck and and really just let it slip away is just so disheartening. Um, we saw the Rockies implode in the game one with Wade Davis blowing a save. Um, you know they they had that game locked up for the most part. Um, you know and then they rally back to win the next two games, which is fantastic. You know all of a sudden we enter Sunday and you know there's a good sense of this team like oh you know they're 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 in a really strong position to take two out of three, uh, which would be, you know, a really, really big positive considering that they were swept by the Dodgers last weekend. Um, and, and, you know, the, the Rockies did end up getting down early, but at one point they established, I believe, a four to three lead yesterday um, just to have Chad Bettis come in and absolutely blow it. And, and you know, Jesus Tinoco has to play, you know, having to play cleanup crew. Um, and, and, you know, the really interesting thing is, I believe it was a one run lead, like I said, um, Bettis surrendered that, then proceeded to cough up the lead seven five and, and Bud Black just really kept him in there. You know, it took a couple batters and a couple bludgeons um, for Buddy to get Jesus Tinoco up in that Rockies bullpen. And, and, and you know, I can't help but think that, you know, maybe if Tinoco is ready to go a little bit earlier, you can keep that, you know, that deficit to two, three, you know, maybe even four runs. You know, that's manageable. Um, but the Rockies ended up just getting whipped yesterday um, by the Dodgers. Uh, just, it, it, you know, a really sour way to end what was a series that, you know, was starting to build some momentum there at the tail end um, following game three. So, um, you know, and this is just a testament. You know, the Rockies are a good team. They can hang with teams like the Dodgers. You know, they're, they're going to be able to compete with the rest of these playoff teams, but they can't dominate them. You know, they really have not shown a, an ability to dominate the teams that they need to dominate, to be quite frankly. Um, and that's why, you know, the Rockies are in that lower echelon group of, of postseason contenders as, you know, feel good story, you know, they're competitive, they could probably get in, but they're not going to contend for a crown, um, you know, whereas the Dodgers are that upper echelon, you know, they're right in, they're, you know, they're the front runners to get back to the World Series this season, um, you know, along with some other teams, um, like the Cubs, like the Brewers, you know, these are all clubs that, um, you know, have uh, displayed an ability to play, you know, at the highest level against the highest level as well, so... Um, a lot of interesting stuff here from this weekend series. I don't want to overanalyze because, you know, it is just one series of a million. But, you know, this is basically the halfway point of the season, folks. Um, and, you know, there was a really fantastic question asked to Buddy Black yesterday following the loss of, hey, can we get a pulse check of this team, you know, roughly halfway through the season? And, and you know, Buddy continued to, home, you know, hammer home the fact that this team... 
needs to continue to pitch well should they want to make the postseason. You know, if this club does not finish the season strong, um, you know, in, in regards to their pitching, you know, they're not going to be able to get into the postseason. You know, I've written about this numerous times for My Life Sports. You can check out these articles online that, you know, the fact that the Rockies, you know, John Gray and Herman Marquez are the lone two starting pitchers remaining within the Rockies rotation from opening day, you know, and the fact that they've been able to scrape together wins and, and post a four, you know, a record that is four games above 500 it is miraculous, you know, because, you know, they're, they're relying on Peter Lambert and Chichi Gonzalez at the back end of the rotation. And it's just, it's insane that those guys have been able to hold down the fort considering how young Lambert is and considering how, you know, Gonzalez is a journeyman. But, you know, to each their own and, and the Rockies, to their credit, have been, you know, doing a good job of uh, navigating around these struggles that they've endured um, from within the rotation. But um, in terms of longevity this season, I'm just not so sure if they're going to be able to hold up, you know. Um, and that's not a discredit to Gonzalez or a discredit to Gonzalez, but or <laughs> to Gonzalez or Lambert, excuse me. Um, but these are not guys that should be considered to, you know, that you can consider to be relied on, you know, for a team that has postseason aspirations, you know, for, you know, a rebuilding team, you know, that's trying to give a young guy a start or a veteran an opportunity to get back into the league. You know, that certainly makes sense. But for a club that's trying to make the postseason, let alone for the postseason, the third consecutive season, you know, this is it's Bush League. And I'm not trying to, you know, paint a bad picture, but it's just like, you know, if you want to hang tall with some of these other clubs in the league, you, you have to bolster your starting rotation and your bullpen. Um, you know, and the bullpen is a whole nother story um, in terms of inconsistencies. But Buddy has hammered home the fact, like I said, that this club has to continue to pitch well. If they do not pitch well, they're not going to be able to succeed. So um, we'll obviously have to see how that continues. Um, we have a cool roundtable going up on MyHighSports.com, and I want to touch on that as well here real quick, talking about who is going to be the X factor for the Rockies in the second half. And I think my answer to that was John Gray. Um, and this kind of ties into how important the pitching is for this club at the moment. Uh, Gray has actually been the Rockies' best pitcher this season, pitching to an earned run average under under four, excuse me, um, and has really done a solid job of, you know, bridging the gap from Herman Marquez to whoever the number two is, you know, Mar uh, and, and John has really grown into that role for the Rockies, and that's been a major positive for them this season. So, you know, just to continue to hammer home the fact that, you know, of how significant and how important this Rockies pitching staff was going to be moving forward, um, you know, it's going to be um, a long, tough second half of the season should this club not continue to improve. Um, we've seen numerous games just in this homestand alone of, you know, 20 runs scored between the two teams because they can't pitch. Um, so you're gonna, the Rockies really, really need to get that short up. We have yet to hear any rumors or anything like that connecting them to some uh, potential trade uh, packages. So that remains to be seen. But about a month left here until the trade deadline. So going to be really interesting to see how the Rockies decide to attack that, if at all. But uh, I want to round out this podcast here on a little bit more of a positive note. Uh, yesterday, Major League Baseball did announce their official rosters for the National League and American League's Midsummer Classic, the All-Star Game, um, which will take place in Cleveland, Ohio this summer. Um, at Progressive Field, home of the Cleveland Indians. The Rockies didn't, did end up getting four players named to that all-star game. Uh, Nolan Arenado will represent the Rockies. He was elected as a starter. Um, this will be Nolan's fifth consecutive trip to the all-star game, um, and he will be accompanied by Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, um, and David Dahl. Um, so four Rockies total will be represented at Progressive Field in the all-star game on Tuesday, July 9th. 
Um, it's just the second time in franchise history the Rockies will send four players to the All-Star game as well. Um, the first time was in 2017 when former second baseman DJ LeMahieu and Greg Holland joined Blackman and Arenado. Um, like I said, fifth consecutive uh, All-Star appearance for Arenado. You know, just another testament to how he continues to improve as a player um, on and off the field. He's grown into a household name around the around the league. He's one of the highest paid players in the league at this point in time. Um, you know, and, and a well-deserving honor for Arenado, who is, you know, just having another phenomenal season for Colorado. Um, talking about Charlie Blackman. Blackman has been one of the hottest hitters in the sport um, since the month of May. Actually leads the league in batting average since April 18th with a mark well above 300. So he's been phenomenal. Um, fourth consecutive selection for Charlie Blackman, who is a, you know, really bounced back after what some considered a down year in 2018. So really good stuff to see from Blackman. And he is rewarded for that with another all-star appearance. Um, same thing for Trevor Story. You know, Trevor is making his second uh, his second appearance in the All Star game. Um, he, I believe, his first was last season, um, and Trevor has really developed into a you know a household name at the shortstop position. So, um, you know, with his combination of of power and speed, and his ability to you know hit hit for average when needed, but also you know drive the ball out of the ballpark, he's certainly one of the most diverse shortstops in the league. Um, there's no denying that he's probably better than Javier Baez, to be completely honest with you. But there's always going to be that bias, considering that bias plays. In Chicago and story plays in uh, Colorado but the most interesting one and uh, I think a player that not many were sure if he would make it in or not is David Dahl and, and Dahl has just been absolutely phenomenal this season and you know if you listen to this podcast and if you've read my articles throughout the throughout the entirety of the season so far I've talked about how the Rockies were entering this season were really really rolling the dice on a handful of their players and and one of those players was David Dahl you know there's a reason why Gerardo Parra left. There's a reason why Carlos Gonzalez is no longer here. And that's because the Rockies were relying on some of their internal talents to, you know, kind of take over the reins and, you know, turn the chapter in regards to who's going to play those positions for the club moving forward. Um, so that David Dahl was one of those guys. We all knew that he's had a lot of potential and, you know, injuries have kind of plagued him over the course of his career, but he's been healthy for a majority of the season and the results have showed um, hitting well above 300, um, hitting, you know, second, fifth, fourth, you know, where everybody puts him you know, he hits, um, you know, with a lot of power, but also with a gap to gap, you know, contact. So he's getting on base, he's hitting home runs, he's driving in runs. Um, and that's really, really good from the Rockies perspective. And he is rewarded for that as well. Um, so the Rockies, you know, well represented here this year at the all-star game, just the second time in club history that they'll send four players um, to the Midsummer Classic. And additionally, if you guys didn't pick up on this, uh, all four players the Rockies are sending to Ohio are position players, and that is the most in the sport. So the Rockies are sending the most position players to the All-Star Game um, amongst all the clubs in Major League Baseball. So um, yet another accomplishment, and I think that just uh, further hones in on the fact that this club needs to pitch well. You know, their offense is lethal. They have one of the most, they have one of the best offenses. It's a, uh, you know, a league-leading offense in a lot of categories. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that there's only four games above 500, but that offense, you know, really hones in on the fact that this team needs to improve their pitching for the long haul, you know, um, so be sure to check out all of our stuff on MySports.com because I've talked about this extensively, you know, in the written side of things as well. Um, if you're curious to take a deeper dive into my perspective of why I don't think this club's going to make the postseason should they continue to roll with, uh, you know, what they got in terms of their staff. So um, a lot of interesting stuff. But, you know, my perspective will likely change if the Rockies go out and address their rotation or their bullpen, you know, add an arm in each or, or, or you know, two arms to the rotation, something like that. Um, and I think that could be a real, real big difference maker 
for the club this season. But that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. This has been uh, fun, always fun to record a new podcast with you guys. But if you follow my work or if you want to stay up to date with my work, be sure to follow me on Instagram at avp.media and on Twitter at media by AP. Uh, really do appreciate it, guys. It means a lot to me and it helps me grow as a reporter in my craft. So uh, I'll be back at it again here in a couple of days with another podcast. But until then, be sure to stay up with all of our content on milehighsports.com. We really appreciate it. But this is going to do it for me, Anilo Piro, signing off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.